You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Daniel Captain America Coozer. What's going on, my friend? Listen, buddy, there is, uh, there's, ah, well, why are we still talking about stuff in December? I'm just trying to enjoy my holidays, and MLS wants to continue to be relevant in my life. Yeah. So we're here. There's it, it's just, uh, there's stuff. I'm excited. What, like three days ago, four days ago? Because we recorded last week a little late, and now we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. So, but there's been enough news to talk about, so that's kind of exciting. Right. I know, man. I know. What, uh, god dang, how was your weekend, huh? What, you do anything fun? What did I do this weekend? That's a great question. I watched a lot of uh, NFL football, did some of that, watched Everton win their fourth straight game on Saturday. That was fun. So, okay. We're not climbing back up those standings after that stupid ass 10 point deduction that they, they <laughs> subject us to. We've already made that back up and then some in the span of uh, about a month. So, well, listen, I watched probably one of the best college basketball games I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, dude, if you're a neutral fan and you were watching KU and Indiana the other day, like, it was truly exciting. Yeah. I mean, KU never had the lead till the very end. Yeah. They were down by 13 at one time and then managed to, like, win by four. It was absolutely Edge of my seat, bonkers. I don't get it. That's, yeah. that's top two team in the nation for you. What are you going to do? It is. Uh, I watched a game that was probably equally as exciting and important. Uh, that was today. It was a college football game. It was the the well-known and highly touted famous Toastery Bowl in uh, Charlotte, also known as the Bahamas Bowl, normally played in the Bahamas, but it's the famous Toastery Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina this year, where uh, Western Kentucky came back from 28 points down to Old Dominion University. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, it was an instant classic. My parlays hit because I picked uh, the over and Western Kentucky plus six and a half points. So let's uh, let's go Hilltoppers. Good times. Hell of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bowl season. I don't know if you're a college football fan, really. I know you're an Alabama fan. They're, they're in okay, playoff. So <laughs> it's, uh, but bowl season's wild because you get things like the famous Toastery Bowl and they happen at 1.30 p.m. on a Monday and it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, but you see crazy things like that happen. So uh, it's a fun time. Hey, KU plays next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. That could damn well go into midnight, as we know how college football goes. So, yeah, what a wild time. Yeah, <laughs> it is fun. Uh, but there's uh, there's there's quite a lot. Of, I mean, MLS made some waves this week. We're certainly going to talk about some decisions they're making that are not sitting well with a lot of people. Um, and then it looks like we don't have official official confirmation, but... We're pretty like ninety nine percent sure that somebody messed up and actually accidentally leaked Sporting Casey's home schedule this year on uh, on Monday. Schedule so. gate, man, it's here. <laughs> schedule gate. Someone messed up, and we're all just like, okay. And yeah. I'm over here checking my calendar to be the dates. I'm like, I will have to miss that one. I'm okay. like, make sure April thirteenth is free. Okay. Yeah. So supposedly that's when Miami's coming. Hell of a time. We'll we'll talk all about that and everything. Um, but yeah, we're uh, first. There was a new player that was acquired, and and we're going to talk about that before we get to the new player. Um, we don't have any new reviews this week, but we do have a comment 
from our YouTube yeah. channel, KCSN Soccer on YouTube. So you want to go ahead and read that comment? We get some of these every once in a while. And uh, apologies if we've, you know, neglected to read yours on here. Um, it's not a platform Jimmy or I use a lot, and we should be better about uh, checking these. So luckily, my wife loves us to death, and she finds oh. these. And I'm like, please screenshot that and send that to me. Um, but this is from uh, uh, Alan Wiley, 7207. A couple of days ago, he said, uh, you guys do a great job. I just came across your channel today, but I can already see you really take what you do seriously, and I love it. What do you guys think of Sporting Kansas City's acquisition of Vargas? Well, Alan, first off, thanks for commenting, like, and thanks for telling awesome. us. Good job. Um, but what what do we think, man? I mean, 20 years old, forward, yeah. kind yeah. of a pathway to the pro situation. Yeah, he played for Sporting Kansas City 2, um, had an, a, a very good 2023 season in MLS Next Pro. Um, he had 21 appearances, 6 goals, 5 assists. He drew through penalty kicks. He helped the team reach the MLS Next Pro playoffs. Um, like you said, 20 years old. He signed a 3-year MLS contract through 2026 with a club uh, option for 2027. So this is a first-team signing. He's a supplemental roster signing. So in that, like, I don't know, 25th, 26th roster spot. Um, he's from Honduras. He will occupy an international spot. Um He's from San Pedro Sula, which is the same uh, birthplace as Roger Espinoza. Fun fact. So um, kind of coming in that that Sporting KC uh, path of the pros pipeline, like you said. Um, he can play as both a striker or a winger, I have to assume, with Alan Polito and Willie Agata, both supposed to be back next year. This is probably more of a, a winger-type move, uh, but... This is a guy who, he's still very young, 20 years old, even after the end of his first uh, contract with Sporting Kansas City. If he makes the full three years, he'll only be 23 years old. And it seems like he's got quite a lot of potential. And obviously, Benny Felhaber must have had very good things to say about him to Peter Vermees, and Vermees was was uh, very familiar with him. But uh, I, I know you would try your best to watch some Sporting KC2 every now and again. It, it's hard with so much soccer, but uh, is this a guy that you remember watching when you would get eyes on Sporting KC2? Oh, and if I wasn't watching games, I was always reading the game recaps. Yeah. Um, so, so this is the name that I became very familiar with. Um, I will tell you something I continue to watch. I'm literally watching it right now. Is that uh, scissor kick goal mm -hmm. from July 30th? And it's just like, oh my god! Yeah. Like the athleticism is unmatched. That this man got a hat trick in their six-one thumping over Portland Timbers too. Um, you know, he's, he's just, he seems like he's got a nose for goal. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't know. You wonder how much playing time he'll get, right? It, it's strictly a depth thing, right? And probably yeah. cheaper, a little more affordable. Certainly. I have to imagine this is on like a league minimum contract, which I think is 84000 or it was this past year. So I don't know what's 20 goes. years old. That sounds pretty good. I mean, hey, if I was making $84,000 and I was 20 years old, I would have been very irresponsible, probably, with it. Jimmy, but <laughs> I wouldn't mind making eighty-four thousand dollars, and I'm thirty-eight. Right, it, exactly. <laughs> it, that that is, especially in Kansas City, that is very good money. You can yeah. live quite comfortably on eighty-four thousand dollars a year. Uh, and you know, but but this the thing that's I think most exciting about Vargas for me is he only made his MLS Next Pro debut on April twenty-fourth. This isn't one of those yeah. guys who sometimes you hear about. They've been with Sporting Kansas City too for you know, two, three, four years, or, you know, a handful of years ago, there were some guys, um, Christian Duke, 
who were, you know, well into their late twenties that were still playing in the in the USL affiliate of Sporting Kansas City. Not that there's anything wrong with playing with a USL side. Um, but once it transitioned to MLS Next Pro, it definitely took on more of a strict developmental league. Um, and so to see a guy make his debut and then not a calendar year later, barely six months later, he's already getting a first team contract. Uh, that's pretty exciting. He's a guy who can probably put on a little bit of weight in terms of muscle. I mean, he's six foot two. He's not a small dude, and he's already up to 170. He could probably get up to around 180 or so if he put on some lean muscle. But I kind of like that this is a versatile guy who can play across all three, all three positions on the front line. It's pretty great. Um, and he's he's there in the sense to where he, he could be sent down to be with SKC too as sure. well like to get some minutes. We see that all the time throughout the year with other with first team players going to get some minutes there. Um so I fully expect that Absolutely. and then maybe to like be showing up on the bench uh for some late minutes in a game or something. Yeah. Cuz I mean we got Willie Agata there, man. We got Kyrie Sheldon, Daniel Shallowy, Johnny Russell. Like our front line's looking pretty pretty fine, right? Yeah. I mean Johnny is getting older. And there are some times where he has some injury concerns. And, and you know, when Johnny was out with injuries and... Um, Freefa as well. Sorry, I left that out. A Freefa is up there. That's why I think between... Um, assuming a Freefa continues his development, uh, between Alan Polito, obviously, striker one, Willie Agata, striker two, and then a Freefa, assuming is striker three. Um, I don't think that Vargas is, like, the lone winger we may sign this year. I wouldn't be surprised if you got another guy who could get some consistent minutes potentially, but Johnny's had some injury concerns over the last sure. year or two. Um, Kyrie at times has been injured, not a ton, but, but there's been some. Um, and so outside of John, if Johnny goes down, you have Daniel on the left, Kyrie on the right, and then basically just Marino Johnny's who's left. So it's, it's really um, good for depth to have somebody like an Alenis Vargas, who is probably more of a future potential developmental signing, but you're confident enough in what you've seen in his first handful of months with the MLS Next Pro team that you're like, give him a first team contract. You're right. Probably keep getting him minutes with the second team. But if you can get him up into uh, the first team, get some minutes, uh, you know, get him some, some depth time, I would say this would be the perfect situation for him to see some U.S. Open Cup time, but okay, that's not probably happening the way the rules are written now, which we'll get into later, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, we can do a eulogy if you want. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pour one out. Uh, but I, I'm excited. So I, I'm, I'm appreciative of the question on YouTube. I think Elena yeah. Spargas is... This is a low-risk, high-reward signing, if you will. So I'm excited to see what comes from it. Yeah, I agree, man. It's, it's low risk, right? Absolutely. Can't beat that. And anytime you, you sign a 6-2 forward, it still just blows my mind. I'm going to sound like an old person here for a second. But seeing that, hey, we're signing a 20-year-old who was born in 2003, that just, like, I can't believe that people who were born in 2003 are now into their 20s. And, and or it's about to be 2004, and I'm just like, oh, I was in high school, and I know that's going to make me sound young to some people even, but just like, uh, it's it's we're getting old and it's blown yeah, I mean yeah you are the younger one here on this podcast uh but you know keep going grandpa <laughs> <laughs> these damn kids today um 
Now, you wouldn't know it. Look at our skin. We hydrate so well. Look at us. Right. I put on some moisturizer this morning. I have a dermatologist to go to. I do a cryo roller, a little freezer thing that's in the freezer. I roll my face with it. Are you really? Delicious. Yeah. How does that? How, how, obviously, it's working. I can see your sure. face. Share my tricks. <laughs> I can do. It's just a stainless steel little roller that goes into this handle. And I just kind of roll different places around like eyebrows, under the eyes, forehead, wherever we might get wrinkles and stuff. Kind of tightens it up. But if anything, wakes me up. Like before I go to work, dude. Freezing cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you uh, you sanitize it with rubbing alcohol and put it back in the freezer. So, so you don't put any like moisturizer or anything on it? It's just straight, just kind of like massaging the, the muscles, if you will? You can, but I'm kind of waiting until I'm 40 to start dabbing into the eye creams and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I understand. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess m- moving on to our, our sad portion. Mm-hmm. Um I want to talk about the the U.S. Open Cup. Before we actually do get into our eulogy with with the U.S. Open Cup, probably is a good place to take a break because I'm going to want to spend some time um, talking about my my dismay and the downfall of the U.S. Open Cup and what this means for the future of the tournament. So let's go ahead and take a break here real quick, and then we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, you see this new Wonka movie coming out? Are you going to see that? I've already seen it. Is it great? Um. Well, okay. Come on. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Don't do this to me. I enjoy it. <laughs> Is it a musical? Yes. Sweet. It's like the original. Um, Love it. I liked it more than the Tim Burton version. Oh, sure. Which is not saying much. Um, I yeah, That was fine. That was decent, you know. I had no desire really to see it, quite honestly. The trailers didn't do much for me. Um, and then I heard some word of mouth that actually this movie's kind of decent. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I was supposed to have 
uh, an office holiday party this past Friday and that got canceled because someone got sick and we already had a dog sitter that night. And I was like, well, I'm not going to just do nothing Friday night. So I went and saw Wonka and I was, you by know, yourself? I, yeah, I, I mean, I was, Brittany was busy. So I, I, I just want, I don't mind seeing movies by myself. So, uh, went to see Wonka and I was like, I was entertained. It's not the best movie I've ever seen. I have thoughts, but I don't want to ruin it for you. So maybe after uh, we can yeah. do a, a movie review, a movie review Break portion. Down. I do think you'll enjoy it, though. Well, the theaters are crushing me, dude, because I had every intention next week to go see Aquaman. Why wouldn't I be seeing Aquaman, right? Some would say, yeah. why are you seeing Aquaman? Shut the hell up. Of course, I'm, <laughs> what? Aquaman's great, man. Uh, but they got, they got that new Illumination movie coming out, Migration, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. got... That wrestling movie, The Iron Claw, mm-hmm. same week. Mm-hmm. Um, that Sydney Sweeney comedy, Anyone But You. Mm-hmm. And also that musical from Broadway, The Color Purple. That like, looks great. Oh, it's going to be great. I listened yeah. to the soundtrack this weekend, had a ball. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, am I really, I'm going to choose Aquaman over all these great films. I know I am because I'm glutton for punishment. Wonka was good. I forgot to tell you. I should have told you when I was in England. I uh, I hadn't seen this. I guess it used to be on Broadway. It w- originated in London. It used to be on Broadway. Now it was only in England. I saw Matilda the musical. You did. Cool. That was that was enjoyable. That was fun. I know people so, that were in that were in a show of Matilda. That's the ten cool. year old girl who played Matilda just crushed it. Very wow. Good. So you saw a little uh, little Britain Broadway up there. A little a little West End. So. Cool. It was, uh, but it was great. I, we saw Matilda in the theater it was originated in before it came over to America. So I love that. Wow. Yeah, West End theaters, that. at least the ones I were in, significantly smaller than uh, Broadway theaters or like the Pantages in LA. Pretty big theater. Mm. They don't have like grand, at least the ones in uh, the one I was at in West End. They don't have like grand entrances like a lot of the theaters here do, where then they like shuffle you up to the balcony or whatever. It's like, oh, you're in the balcony. Go through this little side door in the alley. You're gonna go up a tiny little staircase. We're just going to spit you right out. There's a, a, a tiny little bathroom and then the balcony, and that's the only part of the theater you can access. <laughs> You're going to go into this alley. There's a guy there named Hank. He looks right. scary, but he's really nice. He'll show you to your balcony <laughs> seat. <laughs> if he tells you you drop something, don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, if you need to use the bathroom, do the alley. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but it was good, so I enjoyed it. Sweet. So, that's awesome. All right. We've procrastinated long enough. Let me go. Or one out, you eulogize you. our yes, beloved up. You, you, Lamar Hunt, U.S. <laughs> Open Cup. Lamar Hunt, who saved MLS, who was involved with Sporting Kansas City back in the day. Who's Now it's still happening, by the way. Children run football club Dallas. Yes, very rich children. And also own the Kansas City Chiefs are yes. doing their best to destroy this great tournament. This bastion of American soccer history that averages yeah. like two thousand fans at each game. But well, this is <laughs> this is the Don Garber situation, right? Yes, hundred percent. Seems like I mean, money, money, money. For one, they're going to prioritize the League's Cup situation, and MLS clubs are not going to participate in U.S. Open Cup. But Did the you- MLS two clubs are. Unless next pro, yes. Did you know, speaking of Don Garber, which, by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, I don't know where you've been, but MLS, the the league announced at its recent Board of Governors meeting that its clubs have voted to have MLS Next Pro teams represent each of the organizations at the 2024 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. It says MLS will coordinate with U.S. Soccer regarding, particip- regarding participation in the tournament. 
Um, and then basically their excuse for it, uh, it says, well, they tried to spin it as a good thing. This decision will provide emerging professional players with additional opportunities for meaningful competition. But essentially what it is, is it's right here. The move also benefits MLS regular season by reducing schedule congestion, freeing up to six midweek match dates. And that's a problem of their own doing because they introduced something this past year called the League's Cup with Liga MX. And that brings in a lot more money directly to MLS than the U.S. Open Cup does. And yeah. that is the crux of what is happening. I wish we could do both of them. I, I wish I wish we could both. I wish we could have both. Like I, but I also know, like I, I don't know, man. It would be nice to have some players on here, like to hear them be honest. But I'm not sure they would be honest because I don't. Well, anyone's ever honest. I think Sasha Question kind of tried to be honest at first okay. with his original tweet because if you look at sort of what he said, oh shoot, let me go find it. I had it. He get muzzled. He well, he had uh, a tweet and then he had a follow up tweet where I was like, oh, someone someone got an email from from Daddy Apple. Someone got in that ass. Someone <laughs> someone said no no no. So he quote tweeted uh, Jeff Reuter, who was the one who broke the news and said, and Sasha said, not a fan of this. U.S. Open Cup is the one competition we have in our sport that actually has a rich history here in the States. Couldn't we leave it up to the club slash coaches to decide if they want to use their first team players or not for games? It's a totally reasonable take. Right? Yeah. And then here was the follow-up tweet a little bit later. I loved playing in the Open Cup. Some others didn't. I understand the changes, and hopefully we see MLS teams back in the tournament in the future. And I think it's the, I understand the changes. Someone was like, I'm not telling you you can't have your thoughts, but don't criticize the league. And I think that was his attempt at being like, okay, I, I'm trying to walk this back a little bit. Yeah. Um, of 100%. Course, that's what it was. His original tweet got, you know, 3.1 thousand likes. That one only got 500. So people very much aligned with the original sentiment. But I mean, you saw, I don't know if you were on Twitter when, when this kind of broke. Um, it was actually pretty interesting to just watch like person after person after person after person come out and be like, this sucks. And it, it was, it was fans. It was pundits. It was USL fans. The, uh, the only ones we aren't seeing are, are players really. And yeah, uh, I don't know. I, my gut instinct was, oh, they're doing this because of schedule congestion, but also this, this is really dumb. So I don't know. What were your thoughts when you first heard this? No, oh, it's sad. I've had a lot of good times watching us open cup games. Um, mm-hmm. But I do get it. Like attendance is also very much shallow at these games. Sure. Um, but I mean, it, it gives people a chance. Um, who was it? Oh my God! Someone retweeted. I think I retweeted them, and it was a club that said like, "Oh yeah, I get it. Eliminate the competition where we beat your MLS Cup champion." Well, I mean, who was that? They beat Columbus in the U.S. Open Cup this year. It was like a lower division team. What, there, I mean, there there are some cup sets every so often. Yeah. I mean, we almost played FC Cincinnati the year that we beat the New York Red Bulls uh, in 2017, was it, at the U.S. Open Cup at Children's Mercy Park. Mm-hmm. They played FC Cincinnati before they were an MLS club. And and so it, we almost had a USL team make it all the way to the final. Um, I mean, if you've been following MLS and, and particularly Don Garber's thoughts for a while, this probably isn't a terrible surprise because uh, back in May um, at the U.S. Soccer Federation Board of Directors meeting, Don Garber criticized 
uh, the U.S. Open Cup. And he said it's, quote, a very poor reflection on what it is that we're trying to do with soccer at the highest level. Um, and then he further addressed those comments at the MLS Cup uh, State of the League address where he goes, I made those comments because I believe if we're going to have our professional teams competing in a tournament that is the oldest tournament of its type anywhere in the country, we all need to embrace it from our federation to our respective leagues and give it to the profile and give it the profile and give it the support that it needs. If we can't do that, then we should all be together and decide that there needs to be a new plan. So that sounds to me like Don Garber's kind of trying to push this decision on the U.S. Soccer Federation and be like, yo, I warned you in May. Y'all couldn't get it up to snuff. The broadcasting is terrible on YouTube. The fields are terrible. What choice do you leave us? Yeah, I get it. I get it, man. I, I, I think, okay, let's look, on, let's look on the bright side for a minute. We're sitting here. We can be a little grumpy about it, whatever. We're losing something. We're losing it. It sucks. But we, are, we still have Leagues Cup, and Leagues Cup has been a pretty competitive competition. And it, overall, when we started Leagues Cup, I was concerned. I was like, I don't know, man. This is just another stupid cash grab. It's kind of dumb. But I arguably had a great time following it. Yeah. it. I mean, I think a lot of people panned the uh, the Leagues Cup when it was first announced. It, there were some fun moments in it. Um, I do think it's a bummer. I don't think it has to be one or the other. I mean, you look at European teams. Like they play Premier League, ton of games. They got the Carabao Cup. They got the FA Cup. They got the EPL regular season. Some of them are in European competition. So they can have, you know, four or more tournaments or competitions going on at the same time. And they figure it out. And you we know, just have um, Champions League and Leagues Cup and regular, and regular season. But Champions League so small. That, exactly. Like, it, it, this isn't... I. The thing for me that I don't understand is... It felt like there wasn't a problem to fix here. I think MLS just got mad that they weren't making money directly off of U.S. Open Cup. Mm. And they couldn't control the product. And I think maybe yeah. they thought it reflected poorly, which is their prerogative as a business. But um, it does suck. And, you know, our, our, our producer Nick mentioned in, our, in the chat to us that he saw Jimmy Conrad talking about this. And we had Jimmy Conrad on recently. I'd love to have him on again to talk more about this. But he put up a great thread about this. He talked about it on uh, CBS Sports Galazzo. There is some language within the U.S. soccer. I don't remember if it's the charter or if it's the sanctioning rules or what. But basically that says clubs that participate in sanctioned leagues or sanctioned leagues must have their clubs participate in all CONCACAF and U.S. soccer tournaments for which they are eligible. So... That leaves the question, okay, well, then by rule to be sanctioned the way MLS is by U.S. soccer, that seems like MLS clubs should have to participate in U.S. Open Cup. I'm guessing, one, U.S. soccer is not going to fight MLS because that's going to be a losing battle for everybody. And two, I'm guessing that Don Garber would, would argue, oh, we are participating. We're just having our second teams participate. It's not that we're not. It's just that our first teams aren't participating, which that's where you start getting into this weird, you know, tit for tat bullshit. So, yeah, agreed. And I, I do wonder how many, uh, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe this pulls in some fans that aren't currently watching those SKC two style teams. And maybe, maybe we will. I don't know. I mean, that's we're, true. 
if we're part of the Open Cup, I think I might prioritize it. Yeah. It is just a bummer, too, because, you know, as Jimmy Conrad, he put up a great thread on Twitter. I think you should go look at it if you haven't. But he talks about this is the only competition in the country that's open to everyone, which makes it so fun. Um, MLS should be helping embrace the competition and make it better. Uh, he talks about how one of the proudest moments of his career was winning the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup and getting to celebrate it with Lamar Hunt himself. Um, but then he has this really interesting um, tweet where he says some of the solutions, instead of just backing out of it, can expand the rosters, raise the salary cap, let the clubs de- decide on their own how to approach this. But basically just saying, like, there are so many other ways to do this. And I think MLS just ultimately was like, ah, we're out. And and that's that's a real bummer. It so, is. Sure right. is. I mean, one of, one of my favorite memories at Children's Mercy Park was watching Matt Beasley raise the U.S. Open Cup in 2017. That was awesome. Hey, one of my favorite memories was painting the wall with Matt Beasler for the U.S. Open Cup 2015. Mm-hmm. And even that oh. game, even though it was in Philadelphia, how much fun was it to watch Jordy Cantilla step up to the spot and hit the game-winning penalty, and then he's ripping his shirt off and he's running around like a madman, and and yeah. the, the the lore that now surrounds Jake, I go like that's what he said to Jake Jacob Peterson before stepping up to hit the the, the winning kick. It's just. Uh, it's 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 really sad to me, but I, at the same time, how many <laughs> of us? Peterson has had more mentions on this podcast <laughs> than I can count. <laughs> it, it, I, I do also understand that it is from from a financial standpoint, it is hard to continue to justify when, you know, for some of those early round games, you're pulling a handful of thousand people on a Tuesday night. So yeah, just it's it's a bummer. It had to come to this. Yes, it is. It sucks it had to be one or the other and couldn't do both. And I, you know, whatever. Maybe we'll see less injuries in the league or something. I I don't know. Do you think, I mean, I don't think the League's Cup can ever get to the same, like, level of history, I guess. I don't I mean, history's not the right word. It's never going to be the same as the U.S. Open Cup where it's, you know, 100 years old or whatever. But even though people didn't take the U.S. Open Cup seriously in the early rounds, I feel like by the time you got to the quarterfinals, semifinals, and certainly the final, people got up for it. Yeah, it was sold out when we watched them win in 2017. Sure, you know, yeah. I don't know if the league will ever be quite like that. I mean, ask ask Houston Dynamo if it's not a serious competition. I mean, they just won this year, so I know. And now the Dynamo are going to be the last ever MLS team to win it. That sucks. Yeah. And but just to take it away as well, it's like it, it probably makes them feel a little bit like, okay, so it looks like this was some rinky dink competition that we just right. scrapped, and so our win doesn't feel as as great, you know, for sure. So I don't know, it is a bummer, but there's also not much that we can do. Other, I mean, voice your your displeasure if you want to. I've heard uh, some people mentioned that they've been talking to season ticket reps or whatnot. So the St. Louis supporters said that they are not going to do any organized supporters activities at leaks cop matches in protest of this decision. No kidding. No. Yeah. They're, I mean, the ISC made a statement. They are very extra, <laughs> uh, but I mean, hey, we'll see if how long this energy lasts. Look, one of the most fun times in the world was when, uh, Omaha brought all, all oh, those people. Great. Union Omaha. Um, yeah, to, so much so that my, my seats got upgraded to like yeah. better seats so they could put Omaha people. There like 3,000 people. Yeah. That was uh, their Super Bowl. It was cool, man. I mean, it was similar to like St. Louis coming over, you know, mm-hmm. uh, really neat environment. 
in St. Louis before they were St. Louis City and went back when they were St. Louis FC, I think. Oh, um, they came up in the U.S. Open Cup. And yeah, I fun. mean, we beat that ass. I mean, we... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was 1-0, the game I remember. Yeah, but that's what we do at home, you know? We we beat them. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Um, anywho, pour one out for the U.S. Open Cup. That's all right. At least MLS participation. I bet we'll be over it in a week. Yeah, it, but it is still weird, though, that, like, Apparently, U.S. soccer didn't know. Like, Don didn't call up the president of U.S. soccer and be like, yo, by the way, we out. Don's a lot, dude. For, I don't Did know you how. Don didn't even like soccer, apparently. He used to work for the NFL, and I think it was Robert Kraft who was like, hey, what do you like about soccer? And he was like, I hate it. And he's like, great, I think you'd be good for this. And so <laughs> then he became MLS commissioner. That's that's weird, man. That, I mean, but hey. Find me, find me a hundred percent of people that just love their job. Let's be honest. A lot of people yeah. are there because of the culture or the benefits and the money. You know, it's not all about like what they do. Yeah. Uh, find me someone who just loves what they do. That's crazy. And I'm sure he's grown sense. to love the sport, but it is weird to be like, "Do you like soccer?" No, I hate it. Wonderful. How would you like to be in charge of an entire? League? How would you like it? <laughs> is that how it works? Like, hey, would you like to be a boss? Uh, no, that sounds awful. Okay, you got the job. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, you're hired. <laughs> so. Oh, man. I, just he, He's a lot, too. Like, the, the MLS as a whole, man, it's been around since 96, and we're changing rules. We're eliminating one of the oldest soccer competitions in the nation. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. You know what? Loop us in with the Canadian Cup. Go ahead. Bring me... <laughs> that, 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 honestly... That would be hilarious if yeah. the Canadian Cup was like, you know what? Any MLS team who wants to participate, yeah, you're welcome. We're now the down. we're the Can Am Cup, little we're Canadian American North American Cup. Cup. Unbelievable, <laughs> uh, because that cup feels very irrelevant. Yet it's still going on. Well, yeah, I mean, it got a little bit better once there was the Canadian Premier League teams that are now going around, and, and sometimes right. they make a run. But yeah, when it was basically like Toronto, Vancouver, and Montreal that just traded it back and forth. They just kept winning. They won it every year. Yeah. It's crazy. What is wild, and it is worth mentioning before we move on, is for the 2024 Open Cup, at least, the winner still gets their CONCACAF Champions League spot. So an MLS Next Pro team could qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League or a USL team, more likely, could qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League. Because MLS senior roster players, I don't like. it's not like you're going to be able to loan Johnny Russell and Alan Polito to SKC2. That's not how this Why not work. You couldn't? I think they said by rule that you're not going to be allowed to do that. Because wouldn't that be wild? It's like, okay, we got Open Cup game down there. Johnny, go down there and drop yeah. a hat trick on these kids. So, but can you imagine <laughs> Benny Fellhaber and Sporting Kansas City 2 qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League? Be weird. Yeah. It'd be very odd. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. Um, moving on, today, this afternoon, 2 p.m. Central Time, is the 2024 MLS Super Draft. And um, not that we're expecting a whole lot out of this. Um, Sporting Kansas City has the number 22 pick in the first round. Um, Matt Doyle put up an article last week about what SKC needs. He said left back depth. I don't think we need left back depth in the Super Draft really anymore after uh, the Zorhan signing. Um, goalkeeper. Why not center, center back? back, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I guess we got a free foot, if I remember correctly, in the Super Draft. And and he's had a couple of minutes. But other than that, we haven't really had anybody since since 2015. So, is this a case of, oh, I'll be checking Twitter and seeing who's sporting picks for you? And that's I about mean, it. I'm, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to check, right? I'll probably get the email, <laughs> as we do. A few hours later. Um, but, you know, if you are listening to this today, as the draft is going to happen, I guess there is a an Apple TV Plus uh, whole show that, like, wow. and, Andrew Weeby is a part of this. Uh, it's just it's Andrew a whole Weeby. presentation. Andrew that's co- that's a company man right there. That's a company that's, man. He's the one man who I saw out there staunchly defending this U.S. Open Cup decision, and I was like, this man knows where his bread is buttered. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he knows where the butter is coming from, indeed. But yeah. uh, No one loves Leaks Cup more than Andrew Weeby, and hey, I respect it. Good for him. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, absolutely. I mean, you're not going to trash your job, for God's sakes, you know what I mean? No. Not publicly, at least. <laughs> not so. publicly, yes. Uh, Toronto has the number one pick tonight. They, th- their needs are basically everything. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's not unheard of that, uh, a, a player comes out of the super draft and, um, becomes a, a quality player. I mean, the most recent player probably, um, to, to come out of the super draft, he wasn't the number one overall pick, but in 2020, Orlando city chose Daryl DK and he became a very good forward and ended up getting transferred over to England. For $10 million. Well, here's something for you. A lot of super draft picks do not even stay on the team for a second year in a row. Right. You know what I mean? They're moved or they're released, whatever. Dude, wasn't a FIFA from the draft? Yes, a FIFA. Was it was the draft. Chris Rindov from the draft? Chris Rindov. And they're both still very much a part of our roster. So, is Rindov? That's an interest. Yeah, I think Rindov's still I thought part of us, isn't he? You might be. I, 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 for some reason, I had a... Um, I thought Rindov maybe only was on a one-year deal, but uh, da, da, da. no, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Sweet. So I mean, that's cool, right? Like it's so something something's working there. They're showing something. But when you say the super draft, I kind of say I'm going to sleep. Like <laughs> it, it's not uh, it's not NFL, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely. And I love NFL draft. Um, and. Yeah, sporting exercise contract options on 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 Rindov and Afrifa. For some reason, I thought they didn't on Rindov, and I was confused. But you're right. Okay. Um, Say it again. <laughs> but I mean, it's been it's been a little bit since you know, like I said, Daryl DK in in, in 2020. Um, but in terms of like impact players who were the number one overall pick, I, I don't know. I mean, Frankie Amaya kind of in 2019 for for FC Cincinnati. Jack Harrison, Chicago Fire, picked him out of 20. Uh, 2016 out of Wake Forest, he didn't end up becoming an impact player for them. He played for NYC a little bit. Everton legend right now, Jack Harrison, may I add. But uh, he was playing for them. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I saw him play, and he yeah, he's getting assists. He's he's starting. He's doing well. So. I need you to know that arguably the two best draft picks of all time just left Sporting this year in Graham Zusi and Roger Espinosa. Like what a pick! What a couple of picks to pay off as far as as far as longevity goes. I mean, Peter had a run there for a bit. Chance Myers, yeah. Dom Dwyer, Matt Beasler, Graham Zusi, Roger Espinosa. I mean, that's a hell of a run. And that was kind of the, that was kind of ending years. Where like, okay, this is not where you get your players from all the time. We can look outwards. The league is growing. We can bring in an Alan Polito. It's wonderful. Yeah, I think what's interesting is like it's not. It's not like the NFL draft or the NBA draft where it's like, you know, the number one pick, especially in yeah. the number one pick is, is more often than not. Like there's a there's a can't miss guy. Well, I don't understand the NBA one is guy or not. Yeah. But I mean, you know, there's usually 
a guy or two that are the consensus. That's the NBA guy. That's the NFL guy. Sometimes even in baseball, it's much more of a crapshoot in soccer. Um, you know, Matt Turner was a later pick, and he ended up getting sold to Arsenal because he became MLS goalkeeper of the year. Same National thing with FC team. Cincinnati. Roman Roman Celentano, their keeper, he was like the twenty second pick, and now he's one of the better keepers in the league, arguably. Hmm. So there are some diamonds in the rough. It's but it's there's no rhyme or reason as much it seems, and that's probably because college soccer is and the scouting network's not as good, and there's not as much funding. So quickly, ex- quickly explain the NBA draft lottery thing to me. What is that? If you're a, not a playoff team, you go into the NBA draft lottery, and the how worst many teams team, is that? Huh, fifteen, I think. Oh, is that right? Fourteen, yeah. okay. fourteen, I think. Sixteen make the the, the playoffs. Fourteen. Um, are in the lottery. And, and they just pick a number of who goes first? The worse you are, the the higher percent chance you have of getting the first overall pick. I think the highest um, percent chance you can get at landing the number one overall pick is 25%. So if you have the worst record in the league, I believe it's a 25% chance of you getting the number one overall pick. And I think it goes all the way down to like 0.4%, maybe even a little less, because I know the year that the Trailblazers got the number one pick and picked Greg Oden, they had like a 0.4% chance of getting the number one pick. So then they basically literally do a lottery and you can either stay in your spot that you're allotted or you can move all the way up to like a top three pick, top two pick, top one pick. And and it's essentially their way of trying to combat tanking to an extent, which doesn't really work because teams still tank to try to up their chances of getting the number one pick. But I don't know. Interesting. I've never known that. I've always heard about it, and I'm like, I've never really studied it. And then there's always conspiracies. Look at the 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 frozen envelope conspiracy to see, you know, ways that they can rig it up. They want the Knicks to actually get the number one pick or or whoever. But yeah, um, but yeah. So it's interesting. Arguably, the NBA draft lottery is a bigger event than the NBA draft. Wow. So okay, that's crazy. Yeah. So, like the Spurs, they didn't have a, a, a huge shot at getting the number one pick. Our, our producer, Nick, pointed out to get uh, Victor Wembanyama, and then they jumped up overall uh, to the number one overall pick. So, gotcha. Adds a little intrigue. Um, let's move on. Last thing I do want to talk about is I want to talk about this schedule leak because we seem to know a little bit about Sporting KC's schedule now, a little more than we did last week and you know i think you were the one who mentioned that there's rumors that maybe wednesday or so there might be a full schedule release which as you said a little earlier than normal uh Uh, you said you sent me a tweet for one and i think uh uh who was that 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 sent that tweet by the way oh down the byline mike coon yep right um i swear to god i saw something out something that said okay so he said so Sporting KC sent an email out today about my, quote, year-in review on the Sporting app. Mm-hmm. So I went in and looked at the app, and it looks like Sporting's home schedule is already posted there ahead of Wednesday's, Wednesday's release. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, didn't know Wednesday was the release date. That's pretty wild. Um, but so a, two, a two-day leak isn't the end of the world. Um, yeah, but... I don't know. The league tries to make a whole big thing out of the schedule release. And they have Andrew, uh, Andrew Weeby again, cause he's everywhere. They, they do like a whole Apple TV thing. And they're like, Oh, let's talk about it. what are the games you're most excited about? And not, which it's a little silly. Cause we all know by and large, who's playing who it's not like, you know, some of the other leagues where it's like not 
you know, NFL, not everybody plays everybody, but looks uh, like, I mean, looks like we're playing St. Louis at home twice, which I assume we're going to St. Louis once. So, cause we went there twice this year, right? We did. Yeah. So what we don't know is we don't know the away games. What this does seem to confirm, because we have no reason to doubt that this isn't accurate because not only did it get posted to the sporting KC app, people on Twitter started reporting who are season ticket members that they saw in their SeatGeek app, SeatGeek had uploaded Sporting KC tickets for all the home matches into their app, which matched this list. So somebody done messed up somewhere. Or a couple of people. If this is true, man, uh, Lionel Messi's coming here April 13th. Mark your count. Bananas. So here, here are my big takeaways from this. I have three big takeaways. Number one, we're starting the MLS season on the road. Because our first game is not until March 2nd. That is almost certainly the second match week of the season. So we're probably starting on the road somewhere against two. We do not know, but mm-hmm. this, the last couple of years, the season started in, in the, the last week of February. So I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that our home opener will be our second match of the season. And that will be against the Philadelphia union. Number two takeaway, like you said, April 13th, mark it down, sell your tickets, whatever. Don't do that. But if you want to make money, hell Lionel Messi and inter Miami are coming to children's mercy park. On April 13th. And that's going to this a big time game. I did see someone be like, do you think they'll move it to Arrowhead? And uh, I 100% do not think they will move that game to Arrowhead. Dude, I mean, they could. I don't think they will. They, I they, mean, I would hope not. No, they're, they're going to want that game to be in Children's Mercy Park. All the yeah. eyes on that stadium. It would look... The, the reward is sure you could sell more tickets. The risk is you're probably not going to sell 70,000 tickets to see Inter Miami play, and then you're going to be showing a partially empty arrowhead. Now, show a packed Children's Mercy Park. Show the environment that Sporting Kansas City can bring. That's what I would do. I mean, yeah. standing room only, there'll be 21,000 people there. Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, my third takeaway, um, twice St. Louis in Kansas City. Like you said, that's exciting because we do very well against them here at home. Uh, and then it would seem that more likely than not, the season is ending at home on decision day, October 5th, assuming the schedule lines up about the same. LAFC, if we are better than we were this year, which hopefully we are, you never know. That could be a big game. LAFC will look different. There will be no more Carlos Vela there. But uh, that could be a, a meaningful game in the Western Conference. So, agreed. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. Um, like we said, we don't know when the or what the the uh, away games are. Um, we only have one home game in the month of August, so from uh, from June 29th until September 18th, there are only three home games in the month of July and August. So that's that's an, an interesting stretch there. There's probably some leagues cup in there, sure. Um, but that's going to be a little bit of a stretch. But there's uh, other than that, in you know. Three home games in March, three home games in April, two in May, three in June. So there, there's there's quite a lot of home games, especially to start the year. So plenty of opportunity. Try to get some points early and not go winless in the first 10 like they did this last year. No doubt. Yeah, no kidding. So, I mean, is, is Miami the one that you're most looking forward to, I guess, if you could say, just because the spectacle of it all? Sure, obviously. And then right next to that is St. Louis twice at home. You know, that's just... a. Uh, it's an unmatched environment. Everyone's like, how can you, you know, my seats are over there, right? And it's like, how can you sit in that environment? I'm like, it's it's badass. Like, it's yeah. it's not violent. I'm not getting in fights or nothing. It's just right. fun. 
I mean, that three-week stretch, April 7th, Portland at home, that's always a battle. April 13th, Miami at home, it's going to be wild. April 20th, St. Louis at home, back-to-back-to-back, big-time home games. That That's the that's wow. a big stretch. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is, I mean, it's not even Super Draft time. It's It's December 8th. 18th when we're recording this and we're already getting schedule news for 2024 this is weird man i swear to god schedule news is like end of january stuff right like this is wild it feels like it used to be yeah but everything's accelerating now on this shortened off season hit us with it man yeah a little early christmas gift i'm in yeah for sure um i think that's all we got i mean hey for taking you know three days between episodes that was quite a bit to talk about this this week yeah 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 absolutely so you uh, you doing anything fun for for Christmas next week? No, not really. And travel to <laughs> just hanging out. Well, you travel to see family and whatnot, but uh, stay safe. Warm. Your birthday was this past week, right? Did we talk about that? No, it was Sunday. It was yesterday. It was Sunday. Oh well, happy late birthday. Yeah. Hey, thanks. And uh, you know, hope you uh, you enjoyed celebrating. Yeah, uh, it's all right. I will be celebrating next week, and then we'll do Christmas. We're probably not going to be having an episode go live next week. Um, but we'll be back the following week after the new year. So yes. I hope you all have a very happy holiday if you celebrate and if not, enjoy some time off. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no other pod at Dan Cooser at JC Mac zero three. Shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. Leave us that five star rating and review. Leave us a comment on KCSN soccer on YouTube or, uh, watch via the KC sports network app. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. R.I.P. King the Conqueror. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.